Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Shay Dixon, uh, ahead of... I mean, it's Monday on a arguably one of the biggest, busiest weeks of the year for us. Shay, signing day is coming up. The portal continues to pop off, and it is bowl prep. How are you doing? Busy. Well, and we should also say we need to timestamp this, Maddie B, because with how the portal's moving right now, and this is our first portal podcast uh, of the month of December, we waited until some things started to actually happen so that we could bring you the info on it. but. It uh, 1.30, 1.40-ish on December 18th. So there could be things that have changed by the time you were listening to this, but that's where we're at, or at least here is where we will be at uh, as of this afternoon. Yeah, um, the portal, obviously, like, and we'll, we'll get into all of it. It hasn't been a, you know, hasn't been a rapid change or rapid overhaul one way or the other for LSU as it has been for a lot of teams across the country, but um, we knew going into it that Brian Kelly was going to have exit interviews. They were going to take their time with with the players. Uh, They're going to take their time in the portal looking for replacements, and they've done that. They have. That's why we haven't had a portal podcast because there hasn't been a lot of movement. They have two uh, commitments, and we will talk about those in depth. But other than that, it's been kind of a a slower process so far. All right, well, let's get it rolling. Okay, so as of when we're recording this, uh, LSU has nine players who have declared uh, for the NCAA transfer portal. Seven of them have gone into the transfer portal. So we expected the number originally, Maddie B, to be more than 10, is what I said and what we agreed upon and what we had heard from sources. And to us, that wasn't surprising because, and we'll dive into this, natural attrition which is guys wanting playing time has happened forever. And yeah. it's still now obviously a part of the transfer portal. And really all a lot of the headlines are when a star player leaves and goes to another program where you pick up a big quarterback, but got, this is 70% of what's happening in the portal guys trying to go find playing time. Yeah, exactly. Um, we can run through the list real quick. Uh, Quincy Wiggins. Uh, I don't remember when that was, um, uh, but yeah, Quincy Wiggins enters the portal. Jackson McGohan, tight end. Terrence Welsh, corner. Armani Goodwin, running back. Uh, Trey Bradford, running back. Marlon Martinez, uh, offensive line. And Fitzgerald West, defensive line. So those are the names in the portal of that group. Um, also, I didn't mention uh, Sage Ryan. Also, I think in t- expected or intended to go into the portal, but well, I don't yeah, think he, he actually entered. He announced he was going into the portal, yes. but then we have since... And we've talked about this on the Bengal Tiger, and there's more on there. I mean, for a dollar right now, you can get a whole month uh, subscription, which is well worth it to get through signing day and then all the portal and then any coaching changes. One dollar right now at the Bengal Tiger uh, and on three, which gets you access to the entire network, which uh, we firmly believe is the best in the business right now. But um, moving forward here with this, I 
I look at this portal early kind of list, and then a guy like Sage Ryan says he's entering. Everybody's name pops up within 24 or 48 hours entering. That means that he either didn't put his name in yet or he pulled it out, you know, before actually processed. But we talked about it on the board. He has had conversations over the weekend and into Monday with the staff, with Brian Kelly. So it doesn't seem completely done yet that uh, a guy like Sage Ryan could return. And Matty B, I wanted your reaction, and then I'll give you mine, to the nine guys who have said they are going to enter. Obviously, if you want to start with Ryan, so much different than the rest. Top five on the team uh, defensively in snap counts. Obviously, he moved from safety to corner and played in all 12 games and had over 600 snaps. So that's a starter maybe going into the portal. Yeah. And uh, while I look this up, who is the other name that has announced but hasn't formally Fitz, entered? I, b- I believe it's Fitzgerald Fitz- West. No, Fitzgerald West might have entered. There. But any, I'll talk about Sage while we while you while okay. We I'll, I'll I'll think about that for a second. Um, I, Sage is is interesting because obviously people who followed LSU throughout his career understand the situation that it was. It was he came in as a five star. There were high expectations out of LCA. I mean, punt returner, offensive weapon, defensive weapon. You know, it was like, where are you going to put this kid? And through three years of his career, the same question continues to be asked is, where are you going to put this kid? Where are you going to put him at nickel? Are you going to put him at free safety? Are you going to put him at corner? Are you going to put him at punt return? Like, what what are you doing with him? And, you know, early in his career, it looked like nickel would be a natural spot for him. But then he kept getting kind of passed up a little bit and it didn't feel like he was he had locked down the, the, the nickel role going into this season. You heard about Javian Toviano and and other guys um, making steps forward in that regard. And then as the season goes on, Harold Perkins takes over over the Nichols Sam spot and Sage Ryan moves out to to the boundary where he I don't think he played poorly. But somebody on the board asked me, like, what's your confidence if the, the starting corners next year is like Sage Ryan? And I don't remember who the other name was, but it was like, you know, one of the young guys. And I was like pretty low i think i don't think that's the ideal cornerback room for any team in the sec that's looking to compete for championships so um yeah he's always been kind of a tweener and now we you know so him entering the portal made sense on the surface but now as we get deeper into the portal like landscape it becomes clear to me you know how many there, there aren't a ton of like game changing type players. A lot of players you're going to go in and immediately, you know, hit the jackpot with you take gambles, you take risks. Sometimes you're going to land, um, you're going to hit on those risks like you did in 2022. Sometimes you're not in 2023. I think with Sage though, the appeal of getting him back potentially is that you have a known commodity. Um, you know, we, I've talked to him in press conference settings before. It seems like he's has a good head on his shoulders, um, so you have a known commodity, you know what you're getting. And he's at the very least a versatile piece that has experience. So it, it's going to be an interesting tug of war there to see how, how it plays out. But I'm, I'm not shocked that LSU, you know, tries to, to get him back. Given he has not officially entered yet. The other one is Bryce Langston. He announced he was entering, but he hasn't, his name has not popped up officially in the portal. At least don't have him marked there yet, but he's not a surprise after a number of years in the program, not seeing any playing time that he's going to move on elsewhere. Do we have a, and again, let's move on from Sage Ryan and Bryce Langston right now, the the seven guys who are in. uh, And in fact, McGohan is already committed to Wisconsin. 
LaTerrence Welsh is already committed to Arizona State. Uh, so some Quincy Wiggins to Say it again. Wiggins to Colorado. Uh, and that's right. Quincy Wiggins, defensive end, uh, who is going to be in his third year. We'll talk about him in a second a little bit more. But to Colorado. So dominoes are kind of dropping fast. Who was your most surprising name on this list? Because I can make an argument for a few of them. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, this isn't my answer, but you, you, you know how I felt about Jackson McGohan come out of high school. I thought he was, and I still do believe he's actually a really, really good receiving tight end. I just don't know how he fits in LSU's depth chart with not only green coming in, but the way that LSU plays and the, the way that, and the guys that he has in the room around him. So interested to see him at Wisconsin. Uh Marlon Martinez, obviously, we—he's someone who has been in the center uh, rotation for a while. But you lose the battle to Charles Turner over the offseason. thats not a surprise. I, I do think Quincy Wiggins is the guy who, like, I, if I had to pick a most surprising, I guess would be that guy for me. It's not a shock because Savion's going to come back, and you have Deshaun Womack and Parrish Shands over there. But Wiggins, I understand he did not—he li- has not lived up to his high school ratings, but it's only unfortunate from the LSU perspective because I don't think personally that I think that he was one of the players that suffered the most from not having a a true defensive line coach this season. Like we talk about Quincy Wiggins and it's like, man, this guy has this physical ability, a lot of raw traits. He developed from freshman year, sophomore year, but the sophomore year jump that I think a lot of people were expecting never happened. And I think a lot, a lot of that during the season is because you don't have a, a true defensive line coach. You don't have Jimmy Lindsay there. You add Pete Golding week, what, six of the season. Like, this is – I think Wiggins suffered from not having a defense line coach more than almost anybody else on the team. So it doesn't shock me. Best of luck to him at Colorado. But that one yeah. is is one I, I do wish he and got better. He was a guy who is, like, this day and age in the portal, and if you're – right now, Brian Kelly has talked about a lot, and it's reflected right now, Matty B, in – building through high school recruiting and development and then using the portal just to patch holes or get you a quarterback or whatever it might be. The first two years when they had 38 scholarship players and had to build a roster, they were just taking backups. It didn't matter. Like they knew these guys weren't going to start. They needed guys on the team. They took them. We're now at a spot where they're balancing those numbers. So you're obviously going to have to start being kind of picky about who you want, where you want to get them. When I look at this group, and I want to give a shout out um, to Marlon Martinez here in a second, but when yeah. I look at this group, Quincy Wiggins, I agree with you, fits that mold of he was a basketball player. He transitioned to football late in high school. He has the size, the frame, all that. He just needed coaching. After two years, with the introduction of the portal, he's not just behind Savion Jones or Deshaun Womack if he puts his hand in the dirt. He's behind Paris Shan now, who's getting – much more reps and as a guy who's going to probably be back next year. So he's looking for playing time, but you wished, Hey, had we had this guy for another year or two years, obviously he could have really been something as a senior. And maybe we see that at Colorado. I don't know. I'm totally with you on him. And he doesn't jump out at you because I'm going to read you this list of why I think it's some of these guys are a bigger deal than others. Uh, Quincy Wiggins is about middle of the road. He had 16 snaps on defense this season. He was playing very much garbage time in just a couple yeah. of games. Sage Ryan, well, I guess I'll give my shout out to Marlon Martinez. Marlon Martinez could have transferred 
in Jan- last January. Mm-hmm. Like Charles Turner had won that job. Remember Charles Turner had won like the award for like most improved player or something at, in December. And then he was going to be back while he was going to be out for the spring. He was still the starting center. And Marlon said, Hey, I love LSU. I want to graduate from here and I want to battle to start. And it was just Charles Turner wire to wire. That's just how it is. And DJ Chester obviously looks like the future at center. So good on Marlon. He is uh, set to graduate and then he'll head out as a grad transfer. But stage again, while he's not in the portal, over 600 snaps, that's starting snaps, obviously. LaTerrence Welsh, 96 snaps on defense uh, would be the next most of any of these guys. Uh, but again, guys like Ashton Stamps and Toyano, who are younger, were playing over him at the end of the season. Wiggins was 16, Langston with three on the defensive line, uh, and Fitzgerald West was seven. So I kind of got out of order there a bit. Um, I'd actually written it out. Marlon Martinez yeah. had 75. Obviously, he was a backup center, so he got to play a good bit. But no one had more than 100 over Sage. LaTerrence's 96 were guys who were passing him, then he wasn't playing anymore. Marlon's 75 we just talked about was that he got beat out at center and he wants to go play. Then of your one, two, three, four, five, six other guys who are transferring, none played more than 16 snaps. So these are expected. Like that's yeah. they played some bad non-con games where they blew them out. And if that's your snap count, you're gonna want to go elsewhere. Exactly. Um, so none of these are real. Like, again, Sage is the biggest one if he ends up leaving. But even then, I don't think LSU fans are are losing sleep. I'm not, um, I mean, I'm, I'll take the depth. I mean, I'm, and him. Oh, for sure. He's played. For and sure. he can maybe get better. Or you can put him back at his natural position or something else. Like, I'm not for losing any guys right now if you don't have to. True. Very true. Especially – We'll see how how the portal ends up for LSU. Um, obviously, we're high on the freshman class, which will, uh, you know, Billy, Shay, and um, myself. We talk about plenty. Um, but yeah, well, and look, there's what happens too with guys like Sage is obviously it's happening everywhere, especially with Sage. He's played three different positions. I'm sure beyond any NIL you want to talk about or any of that, because people think NIL is just high school. No, programs like Bama, LSU, Michigan. Their NIL pitches are once you're on the team, here's what we're able to do for you. It's like guys like that, you can say Sage NIL. The reality is he's probably thinking, what is my future and where should I be playing? And if that's nickel, safety, I don't know. But we've seen him do it all, and nobody felt corner was going to be the ultimate option. So, um, And I don't mean that in a down way. He stepped up for them. He did a lot like Jared Bernard Converse last year when they needed guys in Jay Ward to play multiple positions. I just think that's probably mostly what this is about is how he's being used. It's um it's an underlying it's something we I I talked about a lot of times was figuring out how to use players on Madhouse's defense. I thought that was the biggest shortcoming of well the Harold Perkins, the Omar Spates. There was a lot of these discussions. Exactly, exactly. Trying to figure out how to use Paris Shand and Deshaun Womack. And you you can go down the list of of players that we're trying to figure or the team was trying to figure out how to use. Uh, as the season went on. And so I think that you're right. It's another example of that. So that, that all of that has to be cleared up. That is Matt house's biggest assignment of the off season. If he, if he is retained is figuring out how to put the puzzle pieces in the right spots, because last year they were all over the place. 
They uh, So that's the rundown. Nine guys have declared, seven have entered, a handful have committed to other programs. Uh, but Matty B, they do have two commitments as of, um, you know, one thirty, two o'clock here on Monday, December 18th. And uh, you did breakdowns on both of them on the Bengal Tiger. All y'all can catch those this week um, on the site. They've uh, the Xavion went up first on Monday and then Jarden on uh, as well. But when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's start real quick here with Xavion Thomas. And this is a guy who entered the portal a year. He's from Louisiana, New Orleans. He was a four-star out of John Errett. He was a very productive player. LSU was recruiting him. They didn't offer. He goes to state. And a year ago, he was a true freshman and wasn't really involved in the Will Rogers passing offense in Leach's final year there, obviously RIP, uh, but was very, was the starter on special teams. And he was one of the top five punt returners in the country. Well, then this, then he hits the portal. And it was like rumored that LSU was, flirt, but then nothing happened. Like flirting with him, nothing happened. He goes back to state. State obviously goes to a new offense. It was terrible. It was 13 of 14 in the SEC. They somehow made Will Rogers look bad at throwing the football and just getting numbers. But even with that being said, he goes over 500 yards receiving on the year. That's a big mark. I mean, I don't know what Kyron Lacey finished at, but that's, that's a nice number for a Xavier Thomas type of player in an offense like States, but maybe more importantly, Matty B it's solving an issue that's been ongoing for the only, the only two years Brian Kelly's been here is that they've decided to forgive my pun, punt, punt on punt returns. And a year ago it was Malik neighbors fumbled it and they went to Greg Clayton and the transfer, the walk-on, uh, out of New Orleans, who can successfully catch the football every time for you, like no problem. This year, they said, "All right, we got Aaron Anderson." Then he fumbled it the very first. It was like just like Malik Neighbors. They went right to Greg Clayton and said, "Catch every ball. We're not going to worry about returning a single punt all year." And they didn't. Yep. When you have the number one offense in the country, that works. They will not have the number one offense in the country again next year. So they need something in the return game. Give me your thoughts after you. You knew who Xavion Thomas was. You watched the SEC. You'd read about him. You'd watch him in games. But now that you've done a dive into it and then compare it to what LSU has or needs, what jumps out most? Um, you can start at the punt returner spot. I do think that that is significant. Like It, it is special teams, yes, and they are getting him to as a receiver because they need receivers, receiver help. But the punt returner spot to me is – it's apparent that they are looking for him to be the starting punt returner returner. I Greg Clayton is out of eligibility, correct? So you don't even have that as a, a fail safe anymore. Um, but yeah, he, you could tell the confidence in his return game. Uh, he's done it for years on end. I look at this different than I look at the Aaron Anderson edition um, in the punt returning regard, because Anderson had tape out of high school and obviously he was elite in that regard. But he didn't have that tape in college at Alabama. Xavion yes. has two years now of SEC being a punt returner in the SEC and being a damn good one at that. And being I mean, very good. Home. Yes. So 
Uh, I, I think this is a huge, huge upgrade at the punt return position, even if he, I mean, I think he was big for Mississippi State in that regard. And then the receiver aspect of it, we know he can make people miss, uh, but I was more impressed with his intermediate to deep stuff um, on an offense that was really incapable of doing much outside of him. He had almost a fourth of all of the uh, receiving yards on the team. He only had one touchdown, but I mean, when you watch that offense, it's not really surprised that they didn't have many touchdown passes. And uh, I just, I think he's versatile. I think he checks a lot of boxes. I think you can use him in a slot similar to Malik. Yeah. And um, I, I just, I like this pickup a lot. I'm also curious because I saw State do a bit of it using him. Like they, LSU tried using Aaron Anderson in spots this year, which is just quick game, get him in space and see what happens too, um, because he is shifty. But the punt return element for me is just so massive. They didn't need it this year. They'll, you, you're going to regress from the number one offense in America. So a guy like this, and I think the point you said is the one that, from when I've talked to college coaches, that's the first thing they bring up. It's like a kid could be all world in high school, but we wouldn't know right now because the Aaron Anderson got one chance at it or whatever. He fumbled it and they went yep. to Greg Clayton who can successfully just catch it. He's not passed with anything else. No returns, nothing fair catch it. Same thing with Malik neighbors. Like I bet Malik neighbors can catch the football and run around with it. We just didn't get to figure it out. There's now that rope has to be gone. Like this kid, Xavier Thomas has proven it for two years in the sec at a very high level. So Instant impact there, and obviously more competition proven at receiver as a Louisiana guy comes back home. They've got two portal additions. We'll get to the other one here in a second, but we do want to give a shout-out uh, to our guy Andy Ludicky uh, at My Perfect Franchise and MyPerfectFranchise.net if you're trying to find him online. And we do it every week. He is a guy who um, is deep into the franchise game. He's a franchise owner. He has um, been helping as a consultant, uh, working as a consultant, for decades now and that's what his business is based on and uh his kind of weekly slogan is do you want to leave that corporate rat race for the american dream maybe but hey look this could be a side hustle for you it could be something you and your friends are going in on you and um you know some your wife are thinking about starting kind of a little side business in addition to your jobs and trying to pass something on to your kids andy said that there are a million different avenues that people get into franchises with so He's helped out a ton of people in the Bengal Tiger already. Uh, LSU fans have been flocking to him. He's got uh, a number of people actually here recently uh, that he said have reached out around the holidays as they've kind of talked about things for the new year and what they want to do. But no matter your skill set, financial requirements, time commitments, all that, he can help balance it for you. And here's the best part. It's free, the services, to just give him a call, tell him what you're looking for, ask around about what he does. He can discuss all that with you for free and kind of help get you going in whatever direction you might want to. So give him a call at 404-973-9901. That's 404-973-9901. Or email him, Andy, at myperfectfranchise.net. All right, Matty B., the other uh, commitment was also a big one, SEC uh, from Texas A&M, another SEC player, another Louisiana player, this time a Baton Rouge native who LSU did offer out of high school uh, here at U High, Jordan Gilbert, who ended up going to A&M, played a couple of seasons over at A&M, um, obviously had his season this year cut short. He got injured, uh, but has played in 20-plus games as a safety uh, in the SEC uh, and has starts under his belt. So this was a guy that was thought highly of out of high school. Whenever he's played at A&M, they were putting him into a starting role when he was healthy. And now he got hurt early in the year. The expectation he's going to be good to go for next year. 
and they need safeties. We don't know for sure what Major Burns is doing yet, but the other starter who also took all the minutes or reps was uh, Andre Sam. He's out of eligibility. If Burns leaves as well, you're looking for two new starters at safety. It felt like at least one safety who had some starting experience in the SEC was a must. Yeah. Um, and to clarify, he missed the season with a shoulder injury. Um, I do think that is significant because I'm I've grown wary of players coming off of you know significant knee or leg injuries. Those always scare me a bit. Shoulder injuries, you know, you're mostly fine. Uh, you're not losing your speed and whatnot uh, w- with those. So um, I think that's the quote unquote you know good news. But uh, yeah, he did miss the season. Comes now back to Baton Rouge. Uh, I went back and watched a few games of his. Uh, specifically, one of them was his uh, game against Alabama in 2022, uh, where he did have an interception on Milrow. It, it's a it's an interesting addition here because I do think he's different from what Burns and Sam are, and I think a lot of the safeties LSU's had in in recent years, and in, in the sense that. He's really not a box safety. He's not a guy who gets tackles for loss. He's not a super aggressive safety. But what he does well is he is an elite coverage defensive back. Um, his PFF grade is is real solid. And I think just in general, when you watch him play, he is responsible for so much grass in the back end that you can just see the way he reads the, reads the um, quarterback, reads the offense. He has great awareness. I like the ability to break on the ball. I think he actually has really good playmaking skills. Had a, he even had a dropped interception against Alabama where he like contorted his body in front of the receiver. So I like his ball skills. Um, yeah, so that's – and obviously coming off a year where the safeties really didn't do either thing well, I think you have a guy who clearly can just take away a side of the field and help out your corners in a big way with his coverage ability. So – yeah, Jordan Gilbert, uh, really good coverage uh, safety, and I, I think that's a huge, huge boost. Now, um, for me, the the question becomes, how will Matt House use him, and can they, can he bring out the best in him? Right, that's going to be my question for almost all the defensive transfers this year: is can they put him in the right spot to where he's not having to make. 10 tackles in a game because that's not what he does. He had, he has two career tackles for loss. Like this isn't a guy who's getting in the backfield and, you know, blowing up plays, right? He is very much a coverage guy that can pick off passes to uh, break, break things up really good in zones deep. Um, ended the, ended his 2022 season with 61 tackles and only one tackle for loss, no safeties. So, or no sacks. So um, yeah, that's my rundown of Gilbert. Um, I like the pickup overall. I would say, uh, well, first let me point out that when I mentioned they really rode two guys at safety all year, Major Burns led the entire defense, 771 snaps. Andre Sam, the other starter, had 692. And after that, at safety, uh, Ryan Yates, the true freshman, was kind of the chief backup all year. He had 124. And then Jordan Allen had 78 in four games played. Um Kylan Jackson came in, had some at the end of the season. Obviously, he's a guy that if he's out there, we've always thought had some promise, but he was just a freshman this season. Um, and then, obviously, our prayers are still with Greg Brooks, who was yes. the cornerstone piece to this defensive backfield, who's um, you know still battling um, his fight with brain cancer uh, in Memphis at, uh, at St. Jude. So thinking about him, but, um, but yes, Matty B, when two guys 
go for six fifty or whatever six. Where where did I say uh, Andre Sanders six ninety two and yeah. seven seventy one? That's every snap basically that was important that your defense took. Sam's gone. Major Burns is maybe gone. He's got an extra year of eligibility if he wants it. I don't know how that plays out. And I don't buy into everything with PFF. I'm not trying to do that right here. But to the point here of the ad of Gilbert, this would appear for me to be Andre Sam's replacement because Andre Sam's coverage grade was very nice, 76 on the year. He had a number of picks. Um, Major Burns' coverage grade was 52. So not that I'm buying into all everything PFF says, but I would say that most people would say that Andre had played a little bit better in coverage than Major did. So this is a guy who comes in and and maybe even boosts that position, obviously, for you. We'll see what happens from there. Um, Look, two is not it. They're going to add, I'm told, between five and ten guys from the portal. I don't know if they get all the way to ten. We'll see how well they retain the current guys on this roster, which I think is maybe most important. Like people are saying, Matty B, go get D linemen. They need D linemen. Well, is finding a D lineman out there as important as retaining Makai Wingo or Mason Smith and these guys that you can get to come back and have for another year? I think that's what the staff is doing right now is trying to make that push to keep guys from leaving for the NFL draft or leaving early. I'm curious on your end, how do you view what's left? Because we've seen them host corners. Mm-hmm. We saw them bring A.J. Swan, a, a quarterback in, Vanderbilt's quarterback. As of now, he's not committed anywhere, but it's LSU, South Carolina, and report, reports were that South Carolina maybe had the edge. We'll see what he does when he ultimately says something. But in short, LSU is looking for a quarterback who's just willing to come in and compete, that has some playing time, and can give them – more competition, yes, but also an insurance policy to Garrett Nussmeyer, yeah. given Ricky Collins is a true freshman who's played in one game ever. So not that Ricky's not talented. Most schools just always carry that one other guy who's played. So beyond corner and beyond a backup quarterback, you know, I, I wrote down top three kind of here to wrap up the pod. You don't have to do three if you don't want to, but what do you look at right now? Not knowing for sure who's going pro and who isn't, but just say that's after watching 12 games this season, I would pick these few positions. Yeah, outside of corner, corner and quarterback. Speaking of cornerback, uh, Richardson from Mississippi State has committed to Ole Miss. As there you of go. 20 minutes ago. So there's one off the board uh, for LSU, and they'll continue to look in that regard. Um, they got a receiver uh, with – with Xavion, I feel a lot better about the receiver room with neighbors and Thomas gone. If you have Thomas and you have, uh, Z- I'm sorry, if you have Xavion and you have Kyron Lacey, and I still believe in Shelton Sampson and Chris Hilton and Ander- Aaron Anderson, I think it's a good room. Maybe they look for another one. Don't need tight ends. Don't need offensive linemen. Um, I-, I keep coming back to the running back situation. If Diggs is gone, I do, I would be interested to see. I don't think it's a need. I do not think it's a need, but I do think it's an interesting proposition to say, hey, if we can go find a back here, maybe with one year or something that can come in and help us as a stopgap, I think that's a I think that is a viable option for this for this team. Um now outside of that, I'd still would say defensive line is is probably my number number one. Um just because even if Makai Wingo, I, I don't know how likely it is Makai Wingo and Mason Smith stay, 
Uh, if you get one of them back, you you need help. If you get both of them back, you kind of still need to replace Jordan Jefferson. So, yeah, it's um. I think the biggest thing here, and not to get like, I don't want to rant on this too long, but the biggest thing here is we've talked about before. You have to be selective, but you, you've hit on a receiver that I like a lot. You've hit on a safety that I think is pretty damn good. Um, you need to hit on one or two more players that can really bolster things like a Jordan Jefferson. You need to replace that. I just don't, I think that that's a must here where in a landscape where a lot of teams are getting significantly better at one or two positions. I think that's where LSU needs to be at. You need to be significantly better at corner this year at safety this year, at defensive line. And so um, that's kind of where I'm at. I think this next couple of weeks, we'll see how long can you be selective before you, you really just need to hit on something here. Well, yes, that, and, but then there's the reality of this balance, which I totally agree with. And I want to see happen of, I want to see stamps developed. I yeah. want to see Toviano. If he's sticking at corner, I want to see him develop and I want to see him get playing time mm-hmm. by that. And now LaTerrence Welsh is removed from that conversation as a transfer. So Jeremiah Hughes would be the other corner and now they're signing guys, but those stamps and Toviano is who they turn to at the end. And Brian Kelly said they were very valuable reps for their future. Okay. I want to see them build on that, but with an expanded playoff, you know, with this being year three, you want to compete and corner was your worst position. So I'm not deviating from that by saying, I'd like to see them get Sage Ryan not to go into the portal or sign elsewhere. I'd like to see them add at least one bona fide corner that's proven because, yeah, like they did it. Like, okay, Denver Harris, it didn't work out. And am I supposed to bank on Denver Harris is now going to be on the team next year and starting? Like, I, I don't even know if he's not going to be on the team this spring or after the portal window closes. Yeah. Deuce Chestnut appears on his way out. Then you're down to your other two transfer corners. You took Matty B. Zai Alexander, we loved. He played in every game. He was kind of their go-to guy, but he got injured. And is he going to be ready? I mean, that's kind of all eyes are on like fall camp is, yep. hey, where is he at? And then J.K. Johnson, the other, he started some games at Ohio State, but he's been injured multiple times now in his career. What does his rehab look like? So I feel like we're in a, a spot like we were last year where, Brian Kelly sat there at now. Thankfully, we're not. This would be six months later. But at media days, when he was asked, "What does your corner room look like?" and he goes, "I have no idea," I, and I won't know till we put them out there. And it became a revolving door of one guy after the next. So I'd love to see them develop the young guys. Yes, I'd like to see Ryan back because it's options no matter where he plays. But they have to go get a corner who you can trust that you can put out there that will be good enough to play. Given yeah. that we don't know what. Zai Alexander and exactly. JK's injuries are. Exactly. Exactly. Those two coming off of injuries. And even though Zai or um, I'm sorry, even though JK is practicing now and you know that's good, he'll have a full offseason, that's still two players coming off of injury there. And so I, I agree with you. You just I think you need one. I'll go back to defensive line, defensive tackle to me is is a bigger deal because after Wingo and Smith, I mean Fitzgerald West is gone, Bryce Langston's gone, like the youth isn't even there at this point. So now it's, you have to, all right, are we people, getting like Tom McKinley to come in? Like, where are we going? People are, talking, people are talking up Walter Nolan, for instance. It's like, oh, he's the biggest D-line in the portal. Go get him. He's going to cost all this money. What did Justin Jeff or Jordan Jefferson cost him? You know, how heated was that battle to get him? I'm sure that there were teams that wanted him, but you get a piece like that even, and it's major for you. 
Yeah, exactly. So that that's why I'm at defensive tackle. Um, I think I I just think there's so much there's so much natural like improvement that can be done on this team. To your point, at corner, I think Savion Jones once he figures out how he needs to play at that position, he'll be better. Uh, Braden Swenson at D, at Jack, obviously give him a full off season as like the number one guy. He'll be better. We'll see what happens at defensive tackle, but then you figure out what you need to do with Perkins. You figure out what you need to do at the nickel position. Just all these questions that can't be solved by just going and getting a Walter Nolan, even though, even though I think obviously it would help if you had Walter Nolan, but like there are so many questions that this team has just from a personnel standpoint and a development standpoint, those need to be answered. And that's my highest priority this offseason. And how is that how they answer those questions, how they answer where Hilt Perkins needs to play, how they answer how they're gonna align and scheme up things this this coming season. Yeah. Well, um, look, as we said in the beginning, nine guys have declared for LSU, only seven have entered. Um, the of the seven guys who have entered, uh, what was the exact stat there? Um the most snap, nobody played more than 100 snaps. LaTerrence Welsh being 96, yeah. the most, and he's headed to Arizona State. Uh, 75, the next most, Marlon Martinez, who um, had battled it out at center and just wasn't able to win the job later in his career, has been, uh, will be an LSU graduate, though. So shout out to him. And played, he actually played a ton across his career, even made a lot of starts just with this year's line. Uh, he was at the center spot and didn't get to start. But beyond that, nobody was 16 more snaps. And me and Maddie B both agree that Quincy Wiggins would be the one that we wished would have stuck around Baton Rouge native. And just, again, that that former basketball player who transitions late to be a football guy and has got some athleticism and he's big. You just want to give him time and develop him. And um, as you noted, with the turnover at D-line coach two years in a row and three years for him, really, with who he's recruited by, um, it's tough when he's also sort of behind some other guys who are older. Yeah. Um, Jaden Daniels not playing in the bowl game. I don't think we need to spend any time on it, but yeah. 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 The nest bus has begun Uh shout out to Jaden who announced on his birthday uh, that he uh, is turning pro. Obviously he's turning pro. He has no eligibility left, but then he is not going to play in the bowl game. Um, he'll hand the keys over to Garrett Nussmeyer versus Wisconsin. And that'll be, I think that'll be fun because then we'll get to see at least. All right, go the whole game and let's see what it looks like. Yeah, and I'm obviously as big of a Nuss fan as anybody, but if he goes out there and puts up a stinker performance, all right, let's let's you now have even more incentive to go get somebody to push him or or push for a starting job. Um, as much as I am a believer in Nussmeyer's arm talent and his potential, this is now the start. This was he has to prepare for this Wisconsin game as if it's and it is the first start of his season or the first start of his career. And this is like the biggest game of his career to this point because you have to prove to the LSU coaches you don't need to, you don't need anybody to come push me you don't need anybody to come uh, try to win the starting job over me I'm going to be a top five quarterback in the SEC next year at this moment I am and so that's what he needs to prove that's what I'm really excited to see I'm going to uh, wrap it up here I will say too because we'll have plenty of bull stuff but I will I think that Joe Sloan's probably biggest task across the month is erasing the gunslinger mentality not not gunslinger yeah. mentality that's what makes us great right but the yeah. when you're when you know you're not when you know you're the backup to the heisman winner your gunslinger mentality gets even more because it's like i'm in the game when we're up big or i'm in the game in the second half of georgia i'm just gonna sling it the sec yep. like who cares this is a game lsu really needs to win so i think this is a game where they really drill in 
hey, look, this is how we're going to operate with you, protect the football. And I think that Nussmeyer has been around football and being a quarterback long enough that he can understand this isn't like all those other opportunities I've had. And his his dad will his dad will make sure he's understanding that as well. So Sloan, his dad, he's so many voices in in his head that are, are positive for him. But don't a lot of don't do that's in his head probably <laughs> being put all the time. No, exactly. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting. Obviously, but congrats to Jaden. Um, yeah. I'm curious to see when the odds come out. I I'm I'm not ruling him out as being the number one pick. I'm not. Mm. I could see the Caleb Williams stock drop. We need Caleb Williams to say he wants ownership in the team again. Yeah, right. And then it's like, okay, fine, we'll just get Jaden. But um, <laughs> yeah, well, certainly he's put himself into the, the top three with um, Drake May out of North yeah. Carolina. So congrats to Jaden. Won the Heisman. Great career here, two years at LSU. And off to the NFL and likely top five or six pick or whatever he's going to be. So kudos to him. Nuss bus begins. We will keep you updated on more portal stuff. Maddie B, sign us out unless you got anything else. Nope, I'm good. Uh, thank you all for joining us. It will be a busy, busy, busy week on the Bengal Tiger on three. If you haven't already become a subscriber, $1 gets you the first month uh, on the site, or you can just sign up for the whole year and just uh, get ready and lock in. But um, Oh, yeah, we have half off the whole year right now, too. So if you want to get anybody a Christmas present or yourself, you can get half off the entire year to, to the Bengal Tiger and on three. Yeah, exactly. Christmas coming up. Go go get those uh that Bengal Tiger on three subscription for, for the year and lock it in. Um, but yeah, thank you all for joining us. Leave us a like, comment, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you have not already. We're about fifty we're at uh well over five thousand, five thousand four hundred or so, which is awesome. Um from from y'all. So thank you all for supporting us. Oh, and we will be back, me and Billy, tomorrow, Tuesday, dropping a preview pod for the early signing period on Wednesday. So Heavy, heavy recruiting with a twist. Hang around the Bengal Tiger board tomorrow around noon-ish, and then you'll get the twists on what the podcast will also include. All right. That's what it didn't include today, which is normally on Monday. (laughs) All right. There you have it. Um, If you're a subscriber, stay tuned to the board. The board is as active as ever, as always, um, and we will keep you all updated with everything we hear as uh, everything unloads. In a busy, busy week. So, uh, yeah, for Shay Dixon, I'm Matthew Bruni. We will talk to you all later.